And welcome in, it's Views from the Sideline, July 23rd, 2019. I'm your host, Chris Pappas, alongside me, my co-host, Joey Tysick. And my other co-host, Malik Hill. Happy to be here. I didn't ask you that question. <laughs> Man, I miss, I miss those calls. I'm happy to be here. Malik's happy to be here, apparently. I'm happy he's apparently. happy. <laughs> How do you feel right now, You know, I'm, ex- I'm excited because this is our first the theme show. The captain of the ship. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Put the pressure on him. <laughs> I don't know if I can function anymore. But this is our first theme show of 2019. We've gotten to the dog days of the sports world. We're really essentially... One full week away from football. Hall of Fame game is next week, I believe. And preseason starts. And then preseason starts. Do you care about preseason, Joey? Do you care? Do Do I care about preseason basketball? Yeah. No, football. I know, but do I care about preseason basketball? Do you care about any preseason? Answer the question, do I worry about preseason basketball? No. I prioritize basketball over football. So what do you think my answer is? Maybe. (laughs) No. You care Although about Lions I, preseason I, football. I do get a little ah. excited when the Lions. Do Every time the Lions go four and zero in preseason, he gets that hope up. No, every single that time happens a lot. <laughs> yes, they do that a lot. Every single time. But yeah, so <laughs> it is almost football season. Everybody's getting their fancy football leagues ready. You know, it's a good time. We got to get through these next few weeks, and then we're back at it. This theme episode is going to be our favorite NFL players since 2000. We're going to do a round table here. We're going to do each one of us will say one of our favorite players. You guys can go in order if you want to do a top 10. I'm just going to spew out some favorite players uh, and we'll discuss it. We'll break it down. We'll make fun of you because that's what's going to happen to me when I tell you guys my favorites. Um, oh, man. I'm, I'm ready. But say, mine, I'm are, very ready. mine are pretty respectable, I would like to think. Oh, mine are not. My, there is zero <laughs> respect. My, my honorables have a few joke picks that are close to my heart i feel like you have a bunch of most of your joke picks are close to your heart (laughs) um i'll start yeah yeah um before we get into it though i do want to touch on one thing before we start this theme episode tim duncan is back on the bench for the spurs beautiful he's an assistant coach there just quick thoughts anything any it's it's great to see i'm waiting to see his wardrobe yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter <laughs> post like all. I of think his, he's updated it now that it's all of his old, no more baggy stuff. I don't. I don't think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Does Tim Duncan seem like the type type of guy that's going to update his wardrobe? Uh, I hope so. But he he was pops basically his right hand man all those years. Yeah, he was a player, but him and Pop almost it seemed like they were almost on the same level. Pop yelled at him every now and then, but Tim led them on the floor. Him and Pop discussed what to do every time out it's well them two were the biggest heads of 
the dynasties and all of that. And Popovich made a statement where he said, you know, uh, he allowed me to be his assistant for 19 years, so now exactly. it's time for him to return the favor. Um, yeah, let's jump right into it. Yeah, it's good to see Tim Duncan back in the NBA. A couple years of retirement. Now he's just coaching. It's going to be fun. Good to see him back on the sideline in the NBA. Get rid of those dreads, Tim, please. No, bring Stop. him back. Man, no, just just need... cut, cut your Stop. hair. <laughs> be regular, Tim Duncan. We don't need, we don't need to see all this. It's, it's too much. <laughs> all right, let's jump right into it. Uh, I'll lead us off. I feel like it's it's fitting for my first player. You want to list any honorables before you jump into the? No, I'm just list. going straight in. This is not. See, I don't have I don't have it in order. Okay, I'm just All gonna right. go. Players that have stood out to me, my favorites over the years, um. And I will say, okay, for this first one, I have to preface. He's it. in explaining mode already. <laughs> I was so excited when he came into the NFL. I had such excitement for him. He was already my favorite player before he took his first snap. So he in the was a NFL. bust, is what you what he's saying, Joe. And he, I was a <laughs> yeah. fan of him for the first year, and then he kind of fell off. And I, I will still always root for him, even though he's a train wreck and doesn't seem like he's the best type of person. <laughs> but hopefully, he gets another crack in the NFL. He has been in the CFL. Johnny Manziel, hey! Johnny Football. <laughs> yes, Johnny Manziel. Because of how bad he was, I couldn't put him on my list. I will. Wear a Cleveland Browns Johnny Manziel jersey forever, but I I'm sorry I couldn't put him but on. But I mean, this is just favorite our favorites. NFL, even this though I, even though I wore the jersey, I love Johnny Manziel, but I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But yeah, Johnny Johnny football got got to give him some love. I mean, he Texas A&M Johnny was Legend. so, legendary, yes, and he had all that hype coming in. I actually was excited for Cleveland Browns football that first year because I was like. This guy's going to be fantastic, going to be electric to watch. He had his moments in his first year, but nothing of consistency. And then he had all his issues that came out. And then it finished with him sitting at a bar, watching a talk show, talk about him. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was John, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, one of my favorites. Malik, Joey has nothing right. to say to me because there's nothing to so, say there. Since so. me and Joey have organized lists and some honorable mentions, We'll throw out some honorables first. First of all, Mike Allstott, one of the last big fullback slash running backs in the NFL. Tampa Bay Buccaneers number forty. Just when he got when he guy. when he yeah when he got through the hole he he just ran you over. He he had the ability to shake you sometimes. When he got into the open field, he had speed, but no gloves, just some tape on the wrists, a big lineman face mask, and he he just ran you over. It was. Beautiful old school football. I wish we could see some more of that, but the rules are changing. And uh, yeah, kind of sucks. Next is Danny Woodhead, <laughs> tiny running back for the New England Patriots, D three all time rushing leader. He the fact that he played in the NFL was amazing. He actually made an impact on the New England Patriots, which was amazing. Kevin Jones from the Detroit Lions. He was my oh no. He was my first. I did like Kevin Jones. He was my first. Favorite player of the Detroit Lions when I f- I first started Ooh, watching in like my- 05, 06 is when I first started watching, and I lo- running backs were my thing, and Kevin Jones was the running back on my favorite team. He wasn't even that great, but he was a running back on my favorite team. So Kevin Jones. I and do then- have I do have my first favorite line on my list as well. Got to throw that in there. Go ahead. And then this is the easily the most recent, not on the list, but an honorable Alvin Kamara. I I love watching him. 
almost more than most running backs. In this I'm not generation. sure I'd put him as a I, favorite though. That, that's why he's he's in my honorables. I I love watching him run because of his balance, his ability to make an impact, blocking, running, catching. He can do it all. He has all the talent. I I love watching Alvin Kamara. Honorable is not on the list. Nice. All right, my honorable. I have a a big list of honorables, but I'm going to try to rattle them off quickly. Give you a quick history, though. I didn't start watching football like a lot until about 2007, right when I entered high school. You just um, didn't care about football. I just at all. didn't. I couldn't like. I couldn't get into it. I didn't like it. Um, my little brother played football a lot, um, so I enjoyed watching it in that aspect. And I had played Madden before a little bit, but I could just never get into it. And the only thing that ever drew me to it was basically three teams outside of the Lions that I knew about because mostly I liked their logo and just over the years like I knew about them so one was the Ravens I knew about their 2000 uh, championship and where they're just insanely good in defense I love the color scheme Um, Buffalo Bills I don't know why I was drawn to them (laughs) but Buffalo in the the years where they were terrible yeah and then the team that I was really drawn to always was the Dolphins. Dolphin was one of my favorite animals growing up. The color scheme was cool. I had gotten a, a jacket about from the Dolphins from my cousin, and so it just stuck. So here's players basically all from those teams that I enjoyed, but I couldn't put them on the list. So um, Jamal Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, Haloti Nada, Ted Ginn Jr., <laughs> Cameron Wake. Oh, yep. Dolphins. Now I'm going to the Dolphins. Ted Ginn Jr., Cameron Wake, Pat White, Carlos Dansby, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, Joey Porter, Jake Long. And then uh, from, the, man. from the Bills, Marshawn Lynch, Tyrod Taylor, Mario Williams, Marcus Stroud, Marcel Darius. And those Dang, you got a list. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because they're all those are teams that like I used to watch and love. So, Yep, but I couldn't I, put them on my top ten. There's no way. Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo Bill Marshawn, I would not put on my list that's where he started he was still, he was really good yeah, yeah. buffalo just good. couldn't get it together see i'm a seattle marshawn type of guy um all right i'll give you my next favorite and then we'll go to your number 10 because you just did your honorables uh i guess i might as well just spill the beans on this one so joey can just unleash geno smith shout uh, out number seven uh, Gino. I New was York really Jet. hoping he wasn't on the what, New York what? Jet. You, there's no good. How can he be a favorite when there's no good? You know, Gino had a lot of potential. He was one of those. There uh, is every quarterback that's drafted yeah, has potential. He was potential. He was one of those quarterbacks <laughs> with a lot of mobility in the pocket. He had that. He would get out of the pocket, get some yards. You know. So just, you're a you're a favorite. His the idea of Gino the idea Smith of Geno Smith. Is, is you know, and I actually almost got a Geno <laughs> Smith jersey. But you know the they added they added the shipping costs when I was trying to check out and you know it was just too much for me. But oh, wow, uh, yeah, Geno <laughs> Smith, the imaginary great Geno Smith, is his favorite New York Jet legend. That's why I'm a Jets fan. Shout out Geno. Hopefully you come on the podcast soon. You know you we got our email in the description, so hit us up. Tim Tebow had a better Jets career than Geno Smith. I didn't get there yet. You, why are you spoiling? You haven't things? given a reason yet why he could be a favorite. No, I did give you the reason. The because idea. he could have been good. Yes, the idea. The idea. Okay. It honestly came, it became a gag at the end of it. <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, I can't argue that because that's exactly my preface for rooting for the Lions every year. For the hope. Eh. Well, that's just a problem. That's just 
That's just a problem. I mean, same with Malik and Michigan football. There, there are a few. Amen. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least. Malik was about they to They have say. winning seasons. Regular seasons. No championships, but they have winning what's seasons. The, what's in common with all of our three favorite teams? None it's of them have produced a championship. Disappointment. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we've, that's yeah. how we've bonded Pretty on much. this show. All right, Malik, what's, your, uh, what's one of your favorites? My number 10 is Jerome Bettis. Running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why are you laughing, Joe? <laughs> I never liked Jerome Bettis, but that's <laughs> Hall of Fame running back. Another classic power back, but he was unlike Mike Allstott, he was a real deal running back. He wasn't a fullback slash running back. They handed it to Jerome Bettis sometimes 35, 40 times a game if they needed it. He had the speed and the agility to get it done, but he was mostly power. He won the Super Bowl in his hometown in his very last game. Legendary career. As a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, I was a much bigger Pittsburgh Steeler fan when I was younger. And he was the guy on the team at the time. So Jerome Bettis is my number 10. Joe? My number 10, uh, as I had said earlier, I basically got into football around 2007 was kind of the, the breaking point. And me and my brother used to play Madden 07 all the time, constantly. And the cover athlete on Madden 07 was Sean Alexander. Alexander. I was uh, wondering if anybody's going to put Sean Alexander. I, mean, I, I could never get into Sean Alexander yeah, as a player. Yeah. I mean, I put him on number 10 just because, like, I think he won MVP in 2005. Yeah. I believe it was. That so, one great year. He yeah. Had. So, like, he was super good. He was a little mix of that power and elusiveness. And because he was kind of that that player that I – Remember when I first got into football, that's why I put him at number 10. I really didn't watch him a ton, but I always knew of him, and I watched uh, a lot of his highlights and stuff, and he was just an incredible running back. So I could I could never get into Sean Alexander. I, watching him play was – because he was, real, he was great for just that one season. Watching I started watching him after that, and just watching him was boring yeah. after that season because he never replicated another really good season. So, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Me? Okay. All right. What do I want to go with? What follow do I want to go with? The follow-up to Geno right. Smith. This is going to be well, a this hell one's of a list. A, well, this, is good. this one's a little bit better. This is my first favorite lion, and really got me into the Detroit Lions. Roy Williams. I can respect Wide receiver. That. He was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be the guy. <laughs> I have like One a, of many guys. Him and Charles I Rogers. Like, I have like an autographed plaque of Roy Williams and everything, and he was... He was my guy when I first started watching the Lions, so he's he's in my favorites for sure. Listen, that that was at the time where they drafted a receiver in the first round for like four straight years. Because what was good? Though? What if we had a big guy outside for Joey Harrington? <laughs> that's that's how it was for like four straight years. Wait, Joey was yeah. my next one. Hey. <laughs> you're you're serious? I just made Joey choke on his water. Oh. <laughs> Roy Williams, wow. Malik, go ahead. My number nine. Let me check real quick to make sure. He's oh my gosh, you got to be prepared on this. <laughs> my number podcast. nine is Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Ever since he came into the league, when at first he started off as more of a dual threat quarterback, but every year he's gotten better and better and better as a passer. He's carried that team when the Legion of Boom started to fizzle out and they got old and they had to bring in younger guys on the defense. Russell Wilson. Whether it was nine wins, ten wins, eleven wins, he was putting that team on his back every year with 
he didn't have elite talent. He still doesn't have elite talent in the receiving core. They're building and getting better on offense, but he's never had elite receivers. Doug Baldwin made himself a Pro Bowl receiver, and I respect him for that. But he's gotten better and better every year with solid receivers and just okay talent around him. I love his mobility. He doesn't get sacked much because he's so he's his intelligence as a quarterback is so high. He's really accurate, and he's he's just a really he's a top five quarterback in the NFL to me, and I I love watching him play. Joey, my number nine also uh, where I'll put one of my first Lions on my list, but he also played for the Dolphins. Oh God, one of the most exciting college football players to ever play, Reggie Bush. Oh yeah, I considered him yeah, as an honorable because yeah. uh, of that one memorable season. Right. Yeah. He he had a very inconsistent pro career. Um, he was still super electrifying at times, and like I said, because wasn't Reggie a Jet for a short period of time or no? He never. I, I think he did, he got signed, but he never played. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, the injuries had been too much at that. But point. Uh, he was great at Miami, and then he came to the Lions, and I thought he was going to do great for the Lions. He, he, he was, did. He was for, really he was, good. Though. He, he was, did yeah. for a year. Yeah. He had a stretch where he was living up to his talent. Yeah. Right. Um. But just an inconsistent career, unfortunately. But super fun to watch, even in the pros. That's that's actually a good pick. Um, yeah, this is another one of my favorite players growing up to Chad Ochocinco, not Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> Specify. Uh, number 85 for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was just so fun to watch. He was kind of like a Kelvin Johnson light version and just a lot just with that Dwight Howard mentality of just kind of a jokester. But people forget how good he Chad was. was. He was a top three receiver in the yes. NFL in his day. Chad was almost unstoppable for a saying Kelvin bit. Johnson light is a compliment because Kelvin Johnson, in my opinion, is top two, top three wide receiver of all time. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for all the jokes, people would really take his career seriously. He exactly. might be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, but yeah, Chad Ochocinco, he's one of my favorites. Always enjoyed watching him. Like. Number eight on my list is James Harrison. I almost had him on my Defensive yeah. end slash linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers in their short period of their golden days in the late 2000s. 2008 Defensive Player of the Year. A guy that never – he wasn't a high draft pick. I'm pretty sure he went undrafted out of college out of Kent State. He got cut by several teams. It wasn't until his fifth or sixth year where he finally started to get a chance and people started to notice how good of a football player he was. Steelers gave him a chance. He became dominant instantly. He was a vicious pass rusher. He knocked out many people. <laughs> you have a lot of people with concussions, knock people out of games. He's one of the biggest reasons why you can't hit head-to-head anymore because of the ridiculous hits he used to put on people. But he was the, I'd say, second most important player on those defenses at that time. Even though he won Defensive Player of the Year, he was the second most important player on that defense because of how vicious he was and how he impacted games. And I loved watching him play back then. I hated the Steelers, so I hated James. I didn't hate James Harrison. I respected the crap, though, out of his work ethic. I hated and, the Ravens at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I liked Ray Lewis, but as I hated the rest of the team. Yeah. And then, uh, so, um, James Harrison is one of the scariest people to ever step foot on a football field. I won't, not going to lie. Just retired last year, yeah, and it's and it's probably still in playing shape. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, big time, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Workout like, warrior. He'll be like that forever. He's like Ben Wallace of the NFL. 
when it comes to that. Scary. He's just always in good shape. Yeah. Joe. Well, my number eight is going to the opposition, to those Ravens. Uh, one of my favorite running backs growing up, Willis McGahee. Boot. Oh, oh. I, I like Willis. Uh, yeah. He was never. Who did he play for? The Ravens. That, that's like what he's most known for, at least. Um, but he did end up on the Bills as well. So he checks off two two teams. Um, but he was one of those power backs. And I I liked some power backs. I tended to go for the, the elusive guys. But Willis McGahee was different. He would just run people over. Um, I, rem- I remember in Madden, they gave him like a 99 stiff arm in one of the games. Um, so he was fun to use. Also, he always used to wear a visor a lot. Yeah, that black visor. He looked cool. It was always <laughs> kind of a good look. I don't know. But yeah, just just him and the Ravens growing up. That's what I remember. So Willis McGee. He could have been a lot greater because yeah. inju- injuries really made him into that like more powerful back. He was that similar. He, he was similar. To uh, coming out Bush. of Miami, he was absolutely electric. Yeah, he was part of the probably the greatest football college football team of all time. Yeah, two thousand one Hurricanes. My next favorite already been mentioned so far, uh, not like as an official pick, but Ray Lewis. And I'm just taking him as a player. I know all the off the field issues. I'm not discounting anything. I'm just, we're just saying favorite players here. The energy, the passion he played with, everything you saw from him getting his team hype in the, in the circles, in the tunnel. It was just so entertaining. And that's what drew me to the Ravens as a, at a young age was Ray Lewis just getting his team hyped and ready to go. He played with everything he had, and it was inspiring to watch. So Ray Lewis, one of my favorites. He's easily a top five leader in NFL history. There there aren't many people that can get your team to play at a higher level like Ray Lewis could. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is a guy that pretty much got coined a catchphrase from com- from commentators and analysts all over. Whenever he scored a touchdown on a return, they would say, Devin Hester, you are ridiculous. Mm. Devin Hester. Great pick. That's a great pick. The best returner in NFL history. He's, he better be a first ballot Hall of Famer. because he, I he's, think he will yeah, be. Greatest returner of all time. And his rookie year alone is one of the most electric years in NFL history. Returning, I think it was five returns for touchdowns. It was five or six for touchdowns just in his rookie year. When he came out of Miami, nobody knew what position he was going to be. He played DB and receiver, and he returned. He wasn't great at any of them. And he, he pretty much was the same with the Bears. He fluctuated between positions. But as a returner, they, there was nobody that could top him in, at, in, in his time in the NFL, even down to his last years. He, pe- teams were still scared when Devin Hester caught the ball. And, yeah, he was, he was ridiculous. When he, when he returned that kick return in the Super Bowl on the very first kickoff, that's, that's one of my favorite memories from a Super Bowl. Because it, it was just incredible to see. Yeah, you don't you don't see it too often where teams will literally just kick away from a guy. Oh yeah, and they won't even kick to him because there's no point. His numbers could have been greater if his status right. wasn't so high, mm-hmm. and teams kicked away from him in the coming years. Yeah. And he was still able to break the NFL record for returns. Yeah, that was a fun couple All of years. Time great. Um, I almost added Devin Hester to my list. Um, Devin Hester and Josh Cribbs for a little while. We're just going back and forth. Oh, yeah. Those, super, those are some fun years. Super exciting. So I was Cribs always, came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was always disappointed when uh, they changed the rules and they moved the place kick farther up. And 
So now they don't kind have of took it away. Since, yeah. yeah, takes a a uh, edge off the game that I, disappoints me. Another one too for the Lions. Uh, back when I first started watching the Lions, like the only player that I would ever get excited for is Eddie Drummond. Oh yeah, he was. I, for, I forgot about. <laughs> oh Eddie. my god, good returner. For I'm the so Lions. happy you just brought that name up. I haven't heard the name Eddie Drummond. Probably since I was like in the fifth or fourth grade. He was like the only thing that I really knew about the Lions. And him and Jason Hansen. It was exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shouts out to Eddie Drummond. I wondered what he's doing. He was a really good returner. <laughs> anyway, my number seven, back to the Dolphins. Uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, that's a oh yeah. Num- that's a number it, seven. I can I can, I can yep. well yep. he because he played <laughs> for so many different teams. Yeah, his uh, Brandon Marshall. Actually, I can't hate. I can't hate. Brandon Marshall is a Hall of Fame receiver. Shout out the New York Jets. Stop it. <laughs> the tail end of his career. Shout out the New York Jets. The tail end of his Joe, career has he, been trouble. Joe, I will never. Listen, only receiver to go for over a thousand yards with four different teams. Right. That's that's great. Um, you just gonna keep the hand out, Joe? I can't. Obviously, J E T S. No, no, no. Don't yeah. give him a high five. Um, <laughs> obviously, could have. I think he could have even been better um, if he got to the Jets earlier in his career. Continue, Joe. <laughs> um, he had some injury issues. He had some. He's had some off-field issues and things yeah. like that. Um, so he's had a lot of distractions, which has been a problem. But like those years when he was with like the Dolphins and the Bears, he was incredible. He'd just go up and get everything. Um, I thought he was fun to watch. Obviously, again, because he played for the Dolphins was part of why I leaned towards it. But he's just one of my favorite wide receivers to watch. One of the few players to ride for uh, Jay Cutler. <laughs> I think he might be the only person that has defended Jay Cutler to the end. Mm-hmm. And I, he's a good man for that because I don't, I don't think many of his teammates would most, probably ride for him. I think mostly, today. though, that's because he could go and get the ball and Jay could throw it all the way oh, yeah, down there yeah. and he doesn't have to be accurate. Brandon Marshall would do And the Jay targeted him like every two or three right. plays. So it worked out. So, yeah. I'm going to ride that wide receiver ring here. And Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, why didn't I put? Oh my god! You don't have him on your list oh at all. My god, I, I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, Larry that. Fitz, man. I'm terrible. I've yeah. been watching that guy as Larry, a, man. since I was a kid, and he's still putting in the work. I don't think he retired. He's he signed up for this year too, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. one more year. Still good too. Still, still putting up outrageous numbers at his age. The work ethic this guy puts in. The crazy amount of catches and records that he holds, especially for that organization. Larry Fitzgerald, man. It, it, I'm happy we get to see at least one more year of him coming up. You can make an argument that he's the greatest receiver of this generation. It it, it won't be, it, like, honestly. Yeah. Besides Calvin, a few other guys, maybe. Larry has been in Arizona his entire career. That's true. 50, of, 50 different quarterbacks. Balled, like, come on, man. Just because of tenure alone, I think. Exactly. Spotless reputation. Yeah, like that yeah. plays a factor to me. Uh, I can't say that I put Johnny Manziel on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I should have put Larry on my list. I'm not going to switch right, anything well, around, yeah, but go, yeah, go ahead. My number six is the one line on my list in the number one line in all of our hearts, Calvin Johnson, the guy that has given us hope all these years because Megatron six five. 220, 225, 4-4 speed. Just an absolute beast. In his best years, there was nothing he couldn't go up and get. If he threw it in four DBs, both safeties, both corners, he'd figure out a way to go get it. And that's how it was 
at certain times. 2010, 2011. I remember that game. I think it was 2011 where they played against the Cowboys in Dallas and they had that crazy comeback mm-hmm. where Matt, Matt Stafford was just throwing it up to him every drive. There was that catch he, he made. It over three, triple coverage yeah, in the back of the end players. zone. That was just ridiculous. He, he also did that against Cincinnati at a, at the end of the exactly. game. Exactly. First ballot Hall of Famer, but I'm still behind Barry Sanders to me. I'm sorry. Barry's the greatest running back of all time. Still behind Barry Sanders, but he he's the reason why this franchise has had a few relevant years. In the past fifteen years, a I got, few. I gotta say, I was so bummed. I was doing when I was looking up stuff, and I was like, "Did Barry retire in two thousand or nineteen ninety nine? Because if it was two thousand, yeah, if it was two thousand, like he's number one on my list. <laughs> but it was ninety nine. Um, but yeah, I got Kelvin coming up on my list too. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it since you brought him up already. But yeah, probably my fate. My number two favorite NFL player of all time. It's just he was incredible to watch. He made it didn't matter how bad the Lions were. You wanted to tune in because you knew Kelvin was going to do something crazy at least most games. Yeah, I, so. I don't care what anybody says. They they built the offense around him, having the compliment of Golden Tate, Reggie Bush has the run. Everything they did on that offense was, Calvin, we're giving you what you need because you're the guy. We know what you're going to do. We're going to give you the compliments we you need so this offense can offer. It is a shame how. His career with Detroit and his career in general ended short He's still be and playing. incomplete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar to Barry Sanders, unfortunately. Um, I'll give a little spoiler alert just because we're talking about Calvin. Calvin's obviously on my list, as he should be. He's number one on my list. And that's just because he's a lion. It's my favorite team. The man is incredible. It just going back, I watched his highlights earlier in the week even before we even decided to do this podcast today it it almost seems fake and seeing the type of player he was it's incredible how many times the lions would just run a deep fade into the end zone and the whoever the quarterback was just throw it up loft it up and he'd just go get it so many times and there's anytime you see single coverage on calvin that's a mistake by the defense and he's just one of the most exciting players to ever watch for me obviously because you get to watch him every sunday um but he gave hope to the lions franchise um so it was sad to see him leave, but yeah, he was number one on my list. Next up for me, Adrian Peterson. I mean, I know it's kind of a cookie cutter pick, but no, nah, that's not a that's not a cookie cutter pick. He's Adrian Peterson is is that man. He's he's that he's in my, that dude. In my opinion, yeah. he's the best running back of this, of this generation. It's crazy, it's Adrian Peterson, and he's so electric to watch. It's not just he produced the numbers; it was how he did it as well. It wasn't him running in a straight line and getting all these. Touchdowns. Exactly. No, it's his style of running was electric. He had everything you needed in a running back. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Adrian Peterson. Malik. My number five is somebody Joey brought up earlier. Not going, even though he was in Buffalo, <laughs> I'm going with the Seattle version of Marshawn Lynch. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> beast mode. Ever since that beast quake run versus the Saints, he put himself on the map for the entire world. And I loved watching he got him a run. Skittles deal, exactly. Probably the most incredible play I've ever seen. And I, I've loved watching. I loved watching him play the rest of his Seattle career. Just amazing. He stacked amazing runs on top of amazing runs because of his sheer will to not be taken down and to not get a three, four yard rush. If you trade one person comes up to him in the hole, he's getting eight or nine yards at least. You need at least two or three people to bring him down in his prime. He 
he was above Adrian Peterson for a few years because I think his ability to control that offense, they had Russell Wilson who was growing, but Marshawn Lynch was the reason why they were pulling. It was Marshawn and the Legion of Boom that were winning games and won that Super Bowl. And he he was just incredible to watch at that time. Mm-hmm. Forget those Oakland Raiders years. <laughs> Seattle and that little bit of Buffalo Marshawn. Yeah, the end of his yeah. Buffalo career. Exactly. Joseph? Well, I'm on number six since we mentioned Calvin Johnson. So my number six is my favorite kick returner. Um, Devin Hester is the better kick returner, but my favorite is Deshaun Jackson. Oh, that's your favorite returner ever? Your boy. He's my favorite returner. He's also a great wide receiver, happens to be. Um, But when I watched him in the playoffs, I can't remember what game that was. But like the game versus the Giants? I think when he, when he game game-winning punt, game punt, punt return. Um, was incredible. And he, he'd done that multiple times before where he gets these returns in, like, very pressure situations, and he seemed to come up clutch a lot. Granted, he did also drop one at the end. but um, And he's, he's a go-route, post-route guy. Right. But you got to respect him because he's one of the best go-route posts. Right. Yeah. He's just he's one of those guys that's so fast that he's exciting because of it. So as soon as you see him break past the secondary, you're like, he's gone for a yeah. touchdown. And I watched the Eagles back then a bit because they were an exciting team with Michael Vick, Deshaun Jackson. Um, it was similar to the Dolphins, you know, that ran the Wildcats. So that's kind of why I ran towards them because they they played a, an unusual offense to a sense. Um, so Deshaun Jackson was my number six. He's back to Philly too, which is amazing. Yeah. Next up for me, okay. Just during his Lions tenure, I absolutely love this dude, Nandama Kinsu. I mean. You love the nastiness. The nastiness. You, it you, was, you love the it was the, Detroit, the little things yes, after the play. <laughs> yes, I actually did. I did. It brought an edge to the hey man, team. Hey, man, most Detroit fans love I it. mean, that's just and how that's it is. that's why everybody else hated us. Exactly. And that's like, it's kind of like that Detroit nastiness a little that bit. Bad, I mean, That bad boy mentality. That bad boy mentality. That's why everybody loved Marcus Morris when he played here. I'm not saying he did it to the same extent, but he had that mentality. Like, no, you're not going to mess with us. I'm going to show you why. So, Nadamakin Sue brought that every game. He had monstrous hits, not very aggressive hits, more so than you usually see in football. That uh, led me to being such a fan of his. I was hurt when he left. I really was, and I, I think a lot of people bummed. were because he obviously the left defense for money. suffered extremely oh, once yeah. he left because Nick Fairley left soon after. Well, and, and Nick Fairley fell off a cliff too. The Lions had yeah. one of the best defenses in the league for like a year, year. Two. Listen, man. I, I loved that defense from mm-hmm. like twenty like twenty ten to like twenty thirteen with um DeAndre Levy. I loved watching him play at linebacker. Oh, yeah. That was a really good team. I'm those get, were a couple I'm guys getting that, sad now. Those were a couple guys that almost this made it. This is our mind. Lions remorse. Listen, man, that that eleven and five team was so good. <laughs> Cliff Averill was also one of my favorite ends. Yeah, they let Cliff Averill was yes. I, when they let him go, I felt like he might be really good on another team. And he, he goes was. to Seattle and yeah. Right. They had so much talent. Mm-hmm. What you got, Malik? My number, I just did my number five. Yeah. yeah you're my on. number four is, I really struggled with this one. It's the one quarterback on my list. I love Tom Brady with all my heart. He's a Michigan <laughs> man. I love Tom. He's not my pick, though. He's not my pick. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or what? 
he's not on my list, and it killed me that he wasn't on my list. My number four is Drew Brees. Every time Drew Brees is on TV, I have to watch him play. I love his command. I love the way he leads the team. I love the the way he throws the ball. Like just the fact that he's five eleven, six foot, and throws it so gracefully and beautifully. He can throw it deep when he needs to, short when he needs to. Put it the ball where exactly where it needs to be. He he just he does it all, and he's going on thirty seven, thirty eight. I can't remember how old he is. Yeah, he's getting up but there now. Yeah, he's getting up there. He's really not missing a beat. And not at all. No. Yeah. I, some people were saying last year was like one of his best years of his exactly. career. Exactly. And when you give him serious talent, crazy things happen. You saw that I year. The same, I thought the Saints were going to win the Super Bowl last year. Exactly. You saw that year when he when they gave him Darren Sproles and he set the NFL record for passing yards before Peyton Manning broke it. When you give him legit talent, he does crazy things. And I, I love watching him throw the football. Yeah. Almost more than any other quarterback. I used to love watching that Saints team, and uh, even back when he used to hook up with Marquise Colston, that was my favorite oh, yeah. quarterback wide receiver duo back in the day. That was a good pick. What you got, Joe? Um, I'm just gonna end up going to the same numbers because we're gonna just excerpt Calvin Johnson because he's number one sure. for the Lions. So technically, my number four outside of Calvin is my favorite wide receiver outside of Calvin Johnson. Andre Johnson. That's, oh, a, that's great a good pick. pick. That's great. Big, yeah. physical, wide receiver. Didn't take nothing from nobody. Didn't take nothing. It, one of my favorite moments is if anybody ever gets a chance, look it up on YouTube. Andre Johnson versus Cortland Finnegan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cortland Finnegan is a small cornerback. He, I'll give him credit. He doesn't back down from anything. He's, he's a nutcase. Um, but watching those two go at it, and Andre Johnson is nasty. Um, another one of those receivers that would just go up and get it. And he was just fun to watch because he was a mix of size, speed, just raw talent. Um, he's, he's, he's one of my favorite. He might be my favorite type of receiver. Yeah. He, he wasn't the fastest. Right. But how, fast how big and physical he was and how great his hands were and how good of a route runner he was. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I love Andre Johnson. Yep. Luckily, he was with the Texans while Matt Schaub was decent for a couple years. I, I feel so bad for the quarterbacks he had. Yeah, man, and he's he's kind of been overshadowed by DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, which nowadays, sucks. yeah, it's like people kind of forget about him. Exactly. I think this one's gonna throw you guys for a loop a little bit. Brian Urlacher. Ew. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I like Brian. I used to hate all those bears. Brian was great. I mean, not one of my favorites, early, but well, he was he was great. He was, and back in the early 2000s, I mean, defensive player of the year in 05, and he was just one of those dynamic defensive players. Like, if you liked defense and you liked that old-school mentality, you liked Brian Urlacher. Yeah. Uh, and I spent, I probably watched more highlights than actual footage of him just because you see all the old stuff. All His great moments really happened before I became a fan. I mean, winning the defensive player of the year in 05, I didn't start watching the NFL until probably 2007, uh, 2008. Um, but yeah, Brian Urlacher. I used to. I think I hated them because they were such a good defense. Like, you oh can't, yeah, him, you can't him, and, him, Lance Briggs, Lance Briggs. Like that linebacking core was. Oh my god, yeah, they were terrifying. Mm-hmm. My number three was the best defensive player on my favorite team at the time when they were the best team in the AFC. He's a Hall of Fame safety. He now does hair commercials because his hair is luxurious. Troy, Troy Palomalu. Palomalu, another player I hate. Listen, man. <laughs> 
But you said you're on the side of the Steelers. I'm the yeah. side of the Ravens. He's, so that's... he's one of the best and most instinctual players in NFL history. The plays he used to make when he would sack the quarterback as soon as the quarterback snapped the ball, and he would just jump over the center. Like, those plays were unbelievable. Athleticism, speed, great covering ability, vicious tackler. 43 was – he was in the back of the defense. He could he controlled everything. He was the guy on that team. He was the face. He was – he wasn't even a mean face. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers culture is known for legendary, tough, mean face guys. Troy had long <laughs> hair, Hawaiian guy, great smile. But when he put that helmet on, it, it, was, it was a nightmare for offenses. I loved Troy Palomalu, loved watching him play. My favorite defensive player of all time. Not gonna lie, Malik talking about the Steelers. He's got the Mike Tomlin look kind of going. <laughs> I just need he's a head. Guys. At least, I mean, the jersey isn't a Steelers jersey, but it's the the colors are right. He's I got just the hat I need the, I need the headset so it could be right around. Right. Maybe yeah. that's Malik's Halloween costume. Mike Tomlin. There you go, <laughs> Joe. What you got? Um. So my number three is maybe my surprise one, but if you guys have heard me talk about it before, it should be no surprise. My number three is Ronnie Brown. What? The Wildcat offense. <laughs> I like it. Running back oh, for a favorites list, I love it. Running back for I the Miami it. Dolphins. The way he lit up the NFL for a whole season, a, a year. Yeah, the Wildcat um, just blew everybody up. The that well, two thousand eight yeah. uh, Miami Dolphins. Chad Pennington. Yeah, that was is probably my one of my favorite NFL teams of all time because of how different they decided to run their offense. It was a magical team. And they ran similar to like a college offense, and Ronnie Brown. I don't. I can't remember if it was all in one game or if it was like within a certain amount of time. He had a running, a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown, and they were just super fun to watch. Also, super fun to play in Madden. And that year was the return of Ricky Williams too. They were right. kind of a dynamic. So they duo. had like a little one-two punch yeah. kind of going, and for like a little bit of time, Ronnie Brown was just electric and very underrated. But he made it to the Pro Bowl, um, and that team was just super fun to watch. And I. Ronnie Brown was my favorite part of that team because he did so many things in that Wildcat offense. And guess who they knocked out in the playoffs that year on their magical run? <laughs> Malik, I don't like Jay. <laughs> Fireman Ed was mad after that one. That's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, he should have been. They were also the, Chad Pennington came back to New York and who? They were also the first team in the previous year they went 1 in 15. And then yeah. the following year they went 11 and 5 biggest turnaround in NFL history. They also were the first team to go one in fifteen and then beat the sixteen and zero Patriots or something yeah. like that. So they set a lot of records and they're just super fun to watch. All right, I'll do my top three. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to talk about my number three because we already touched on him. Marshawn Lynch was my number three, but my what if? Javid Best. Wow, he was very exciting. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of sad. <laughs> well, he he was talking def- about him is kind of sad, man. I mean, it is, but he had so much going for him. and That long really list of Lions running backs that could have been. It's crazy. It's but he, he was one that really produced when, right. he, when he was fully healthy. Right. He looked like he was the future of that team, unlike Mikel LaShore, who we're not going to talk about him. Back to Javi Best. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so bad, Mikel. Um, but all I think about when I think of Javi Best, the first thing that comes to my head is that touchdown run against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Yes. And it's one of my honestly, it's one of the most exciting moments. It's sad, but one of the more exciting moments as a Lions fan. That's not. I, I can't say that's sad. That was the Lions are back game. Yes, because right? I remember the intro was Barry Sanders doing the speech. Yes, yes. And then it was 
jam. I was yes, yeah. I was so excited. That game was amazing. The Lions were almost never on Monday Night Football before that, so that was a. That, that's that was one of, one of, one of the best. Be- that's one of the Lions. That fan. might be the best night being a Lions fan. I was I've so ever had. happy and excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Malik, what you got? My number two. two is somebody you brought up, Adrian Peterson. He's the best running back of this generation, in my opinion. The only thing that you could somewhat knock him on was his hands. He some t- somewhat turned into a fumble machine later in his career, and wasn't the best pass catcher, but. In terms of just running the ball, no weaknesses. He got he could wiggle when he needed to. He ran you over when he needed to. He had four three almost world class speed when he got into the open field. He stepped into the NFL as a rookie and became a top five running back off the bat. He went into Chicago and went went up against the best defense in the NFL. Put up over 150 yards. Put everybody on notice. Tore his ACL that one year. I think it was 2010. Came back 2011. Almost beat Eric Dickerson's rushing yards record. He was like 30 yards away. Like he, I, it's almost hard to put into words how great Adrian Peterson was at that time in his prime. Like he, he was ridiculous. He's a, he might be, he might be a top five running back all time. Yeah. It's arguable. There, there aren't many guys you can put over Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Really. I agree. Joe. Yep. Um, I'm also going to go with the running back for my number two. Um, my list is only running backs and wide receivers, my two favorite <laughs> positions in football. Um, I don't know how you can't put this guy on a list. He's also one of the best running backs of all time, Ladanian Tomlinson. I almost put him on my list. The dude was he just was on ins- the outside of mine. I just didn't watch him enough for him to be one of my favorites. The dude was just insane, and when I started watching football, he was like, one of the best running backs in the game. Everybody knew his name, LT. He made the Chargers relevant. The dude was just super fun to watch and one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah, I also think at the time, there weren't many running backs at his size dominating like he was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was 5'10", maybe 5'9", on a good day. He right. wasn't the biggest stocky guy. He was speed, elusiveness, and intelligence. Yep. And at that time, when there were power backs and balanced guys, he was the elusive guy that was tearing everybody up. That year with 31 touchdowns. It was insane. Yeah. He he dominated the game for a few years as a Charger, and he's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Again, the tail end of his career kind of was not great. He was with the Jets. Another Jet. <laughs> but uh, He was solid for those was. few years. He was yeah. also a yeah. part of the Visor gang, so. Yeah. Always adds to this way. <laughs> You a Clinton Porter's fan? My brother was. So I kind of... <laughs> the dark visor running back. So backs. like back in the day, I would like... Talking about Sean Alexander in 2007, like Madden, I would pick Sean Alexander. My brother would always pick Larry Johnson. And then like I was the Willis McGahee from that Miami team. And my brother was Clinton Portis. So it was like always going back and forth. My number two, J.J. Watt. I considered him also. Again, also he's more of like... When it comes to that energy, that mentality brings to the field, plays off that Ray Lewis, everything I said about Ray Lewis. And JJ's just a stand-up guy also, but he is dynamic on the football field. Two different types of mentality. Yeah, he's trying to help everybody off the field. And then once you get him on the football field, he's trying to kill you. So Three straight years of 20 sacks. Who else is going to touch that anytime soon? Nobody. Yeah. So JJ Watts, my number two. Also scored offensive touchdowns. 
Yeah, that that one year. You don't. I don't that. think he won MVP that year, and I was absolutely pissed that he didn't win. Yeah, he should. Because along with having like twenty two and a half sacks, he had like four receiving touchdowns yeah. and yeah. like a pick six. Like, yeah. it was ridiculous. Man's insane. But my one B, since I forgot him, is Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> I'm so happy you brought him up. That's my one B. Okay. My one A is a guy that ever since. I started. I like, swear, if you take if you take my guy, I'm gonna be so. Ever upset. since, oh, I'm sure we won't have the same guy. Ever since I started watching football, and I bonded with my cousin, who's kind of like my big brother, who was. He started getting me into like NFL and college football along with my uncle, and we shared the love of the Minnesota Vikings when we were both little, and the guy that was always the man for us from day one to now, Randy Moss, the freak. I mean, hated him. You're nuts. <laughs> he was good. He was super good, obviously. Randy, Randy talent-wise, there isn't a single receiver that touches him just from a born talent perspective. 6'4", 4'2", speed, vertical over 40. He could do anything you asked him to do from a receiver standpoint. He stepped into the league and instantly had 18 receiving touchdowns, which – was absolutely insane. He dropped in the draft because of character concerns, but he shut that up instantly. I understand some people are lukewarm on him because of his hot and cold nature. If the team wasn't that good, he wouldn't play that hard. But if the team had a chance of being great, he was all-time great. He went to the Oakland Raiders. They weren't in a good place as a franchise. He didn't do much. Send him to the New England Patriots. You see what happens. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, 23 receiving touchdowns, breaks the NFL record. There was nobody touching him. For when he was locked in completely, there was nobody on the planet, maybe even in history, that could touch Randy Moss from a receiver standpoint. One hate, getting mossed is the <laughs> phrase now. If somebody jumps over you and catches it over you or one hand and catches over you, it's getting mossed because he, he did things people had never done, and he almost resh- he reshaped the receiver position. And he's favorite favorite player of all time. Randy was that guy, and he still is. I consider Randy Moss <clears throat> like the Randy Moss. Com- like a lot of people will compare him to Jerry Rice. I feel it's a very com- similar comparison to LeBron and Michael Jordan. In that, LeBron is kind of the guy that's he doesn't always seem as focused, or he gets, and he's definitely not to the point of Randy Moss either. But people will criticize him for you know taking plays off and not playing defense all the time. And people will criticize Randy Moss for some of his maybe not being locked in at all times. Whereas like MJ and Jerry Rice are just like the winners. And they're those kind of work hard at all times. Right. Right. So I feel like those are very similar. um, Although you can never question LeBron's work ethic. I'll never question Randy's either because he, yeah, he did what he had to do, but right. Um, But that's, that's a good pick. I, I just never liked him, but that's just me. I'm a hater. (laughs) That's true. For most good teams. He's a hater and a Lions lover. Very true. They yeah. go hand in hand. <laughs> Speaking right. of the Lions, my number one, not a Lion. Well, we already heard it. It's Calvin <laughs> Johnson. Um, so my number one, basically my 1B at this point, um, another one of those small, elusive running backs and another another team that I just used to love the uniforms for. And so that's kind of where it drew me in. And my list is all basically about that time of where I entered into liking football. So my number Let me one guess. be. You said tiny running back and you love the uniforms. Yeah. Darren Sproles. No. Dang it. 
Who is it? Maurice Jones Drew. Oh, wow. <laughs> you love those Jaguars uniforms? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the, the those Jaguars uniforms the were helmets. kind of were somewhat the weakest the to helmets. me. The helmets. Uh, they had the all black. I was always a fan why, of like, the okay, all black uniforms. What moment watching him was like, this is my favorite player. He was like one of I those. I can't judge him for that. He was, Maurice was great for like three years. Right. Again, three years, though. Again, for but, but it's a favorite player. list. But it's a favorite Again, list. like I said, when I came into watching the uh, NFL, he was yeah. big time. And he was one of those players that you would see like the both lines collapse. And you're like, oh, where's MJD? And then he just pops out on the other side. Five, six, tank. Elusive, but strong. Always keeps his feet moving. He was just exciting to watch. And they had like that dynamic duo of Maurice Jones-Drew and Fred Taylor back in the day, which was fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, I was just drawn to Maurice Jones-Drew. I don't know why. I think, again, too, because people always would talk about LaDainian Tomlinson and stuff like that and Sean Alexander and things like that. Maurice you Jones-Drew, had to go against right. Everybody, he went a little bit under the radar, even though he was top tier. Um, but, yeah, he was just one of my favorite players. Seeing him now, you would never guess he was an NFL running back. He blew up as yeah, soon as he, he retired from football. He's another one of those. He's a really good analyst on NFL Network, but his last yeah. couple of years, he just yeah. injuries. Off. When you're yeah five six and stocky like that, when you start having those knee injuries, yeah, right. I'm surprised my number one wasn't on anybody's list. I, I can actually am figure who yours might be. Who? Because I'll choose both. Have I, Sam Darnold. Because I've. <laughs> I debated putting him on my list, but I didn't watch him in those early days. Is he a player that made a comeback? Stop. You, I think you know who it is. I do know who it is. Because I didn't watch him when he was the guy. And I liked him better when he made his comeback, which is sad to say because he was better before. Your guy is Michael Vick. Michael Vick is my favorite I was gonna, player. Once we of were all done, time. it's I was not going even to, close. I was going to say if nobody included Michael Vick, I was going to say people might hate us for this. No, yeah. he is it's not Michael. even close. Michael Vick it was he was my first big time like player that I loved. He's as a the kid inspiration of a whole generation. <laughs> he was he, yeah. the most exciting football player I've ever seen. It's incredible what that guy could do, both with the Falcons and then when he came back after everything with the Eagles. And then with the he was was he with the Jets for a little bit? Yeah, I think yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I think right, his yeah. La- I think his last team. I need that Jets. jersey. I need that. There jersey. are too many Jets connections on this yeah. list. I, yeah, but we might we need might need to review this player, next summer. It's, and, it's like the Pistons is where players go to die. But <laughs> but yeah, Michael Vick, favorite NFL player of all time. That's a good pick. I, I considered him in a lot of my thoughts, but like I said, I liked him during the Eagles era with Deshaun Jackson, where they. Ran a pseudo wildcat at times. So he was a, a more polished quarterback. Right. Yeah. And I did like that he cleaned up his act. He seemed to have actually come back from his mistakes and seemed like he was actually a good guy at that point. Still had the ins- He was one of the strongest quarterbacks I've ever seen with, as far as like throwing arm. Oh, yeah. And also effortless 60 yard flings. Not being, not only being able to just fling the ball all the way down the field, but being able to make plays outside of the pocket are insane. And obviously with the Falcons, he was incredible. But I didn't watch him back then, and that's sort of unfortunate. But, you know, I was more of an Eagles Michael Vick guy, so that's why he didn't make my list. I've I've had some very, <laughs> very intense uh, Michael Vick debates with one of my best friends because that's his favorite football player of all time. And he will try to argue with me up and down poorly that Michael <laughs> Vick is a 
Hall of Famer, which he isn't. His impact was huge, but he's not a Hall of Famer. I think he was on pace. He's not a Hall of Famer. He was on he, pace. He was on pace to potentially get there. He's not a Hall of Famer. He never really got it done. Exactly. Unfortunately. And the football he Hall flashed, of Fame. He flashed greatness, went away, came back, flashed a little bit more greatness, and then that was it. If he was a basketball player, he would be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Probably that's true because be because that's that combi- because it combines college and right. the NFL. True. His Virginia Tech career was great too. Yeah. yeah. Any, anything else you guys want to get off your chest before we wrap up the show? I'm not gonna lie. I liked going back and listening to old football players that I kind of forgot about or or yeah. that I had to go and look and remember because this was like the time that I really enjoyed watching football is when I first got into it and I forgot some of these names and uh, just going back and thinking about some of them were pretty cool. Because none of my guys on my list are really relevant at this time. But it was so so it was fun. Yeah. Malik's got nothing. I when I first started this list, I debated whether or not I was gonna put more than one line and I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't bring myself to add more than Calvin Johnson. I was like, Matt's no. No, Reg, no Reg, Matt Stafford. No. Reggie Bush made it because Matt Stafford was on the outside looking in for me. I I don't think any Detroit Lions fan would have him as a favorite. Lying all time, which sucks, which does suck. I don't know. I, he's, I disagree with that. He's take. the best Lions quarterback by far in like the past 40 years. Yeah, which very is true. Well, that's going to do it for the show. That was our themed episode, favorite NFL players of all time, or since 2000. We will be back next week doing another themed episode. We're starting college football previews next week? Uh, I think it's the week after. Okay, week after. Yeah, I think we can still wait because they still got preseasons and training camps and I don't need to talk about that. That's going to do it. We will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Can't wait to see Darnold in those horrible Jets uniforms in the preseason. Sammy D.